You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. It's Katie, and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur Podcast, and today I have Tiffany Nichols from TK Education and Consulting Solutions, who is going to be talking to us about cannabis nursing, so I'm very excited to have you on, so thank you for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity. So Tiffany, um, tell me a little bit about you, um, you know, what kind of nurse are you? How did you get into nursing? And then how did you get into uh, cannabis training? Well, I uh, have been a nurse. Uh, this year will make uh, 23 years. Uh, oh, okay. yay, congratulations. <laughs> I went to nursing school right out of high school. And um, through taking care of my grandparents, um, who raised me, I uh, kind of got interested in nursing. Uh, so that's kind of how my journey started. Uh, I just remember the days of my grandmother having a home health nurse that came in and um, took care of us and um, her and taught me a lot of things about how you know, to take care of her. So that's kind of how it started. Um, over the last 23 years, I've worked um, hospital long-term care, lots of home health, um, case management, management, uh, wound care, um, just a lot of different types of nursing. Um, went back to um, undergraduate school and graduate school um, in 2008, um, which is when I started as a nurse educator. And I went back to graduate school and I completed that in 2013. So for the past six or seven years, I have been involved in managed care, case management or care management, uh, primarily taking care of the Medicare population. And about a year and a half ago, you know, when I really got into uh, case management, you know, that population, is, it's a lot of people that have a lot of chronic diseases that they have trouble managing. And they are sometimes really without a lot of access to things, information and resources. And they have a really poor quality of life sometimes. So um, I started to get questions about um, marijuana, they didn't necessarily call it cannabis, but I would start getting questions from um, patients, family members, and of course, um, I'm, in actually, I'm actually in North Carolina, so basically I was kind of limited to educating them on the fact that it was basically illegal, and of course that was a conversation that they needed to have with their doctor. So as things kind of progressed, I just remember uh, it was along the time where uh, Colorado and their legal status was big news. And I actually had a terminal patient that I was seeing. And again, he was kind of had exhausted a lot of his um, 
medical treatment options. And um, this gentleman, he really wanted to live. He had children, grandchildren, really had a, a desire to live and have some quality of life. And his son, uh, who of course wanted him to live and be well as he could, he actually drove out to Colorado and visited one of the dispensaries and brought back some cannabis products for his father. And of course, you know, we talked about it and uh, he showed it to me what he had. It was a, a capsule form. And basically, again, you know, I was kind of limited to letting him know about the legal status of it and the fact that he did need to share it with his doctor. And he was okay with all that. However, him and his family, they just viewed it as a chance to have a longer life even if it was just for a little bit or um, a better quality for whatever time he had. So that was kind of the way he, or they rationalized it. Uh, so that story really sticks with me. Uh, and I share that story a lot and that really kind of made it real for me. You know, this is a real thing. People are inquiring about this. People are actually receiving some sort of benefit from um, and as the years progressed, um, over the last year especially, um, I've noticed a lot of my patients, they self-medicate. Um, it could be, you know, sometimes they don't always get it by le legal means. But, you know, again, as advocates, we have to um, you know, show some sort of empathy. You, have, you definitely have to consult your own moral compass but you also have to be ready and willing to educate them on the laws and what's going on. So um, that really, really sparked my interest. So I just kind of started studying and, and um, wanted to take a class or uh, better educate myself. So I started looking and um, I really have a uh, entrepreneurial spirit, <laughs> I, I think. A lot of motivation, a lot of drive, and the classes that I would see, they just didn't speak to me where I wanted to go with it. You know, I, I was uh, I love to teach, I love to educate, I love continual learning, um, active learning, but I also wanted to be able to um, equip myself with knowledge to take care of my patients. So as I started studying and and just the information that was out there, although it is limited, uh, there is a lot of information out there. And uh, I, had the I had the research experience. I had the curriculum design, curriculum development experience from graduate school. Um, my master's is in nursing education. So I had all those skills. And before I knew it, I was kind of putting together um, training modules and so I just kept on with it um, and, and first I thought well maybe I should write a book or <laughs> I'm not sure what to do with all this stuff so I just kept on and I you know ended up with this course and I said well this is stuff that we all need to know there were so many knowledge gaps that I found uh, on a lot of different levels um, information that cons cannabis consumers need information that um, nurses and health professionals need and information that businesses, 
organizations, the public needs, you know, everybody needs uh, some sort of information on uh, medical cannabis. Um, the societal stigma, uh, it needs to be changed in my opinion. And I feel like the best way to do that is, is education on a large scale. Um, so, um, you know, I started looking further, you know, at my research and, and you know, the things that I had put together and I really started looking at where I wanted to take this and where I wanted to go with it. So naturally, uh, this kind of falls under the holistic umbrella. Uh, so I looked into the American Holistic Nurses Association and a couple of other different um, organizations and decided to apply to have the course approved um, so that I could offer continuing education credit. I also wanted to make sure that the information was evidence-based and peer-reviewed. Um, again, I had some of that experience from graduate school, but you know, I really wanted to make sure it was good information that I had compiled and put together. And so I uh, went through that several month process and in July of uh, last year I was granted a full approval for uh, my training. So since then I've been um, doing some traveling and actually teaching the course and I also do uh, the course uh, in a remote setting, a WebEx setting. Um, and I'm just trying to get the word out there that this is an opportunity for uh, us to be able to educate our patients, educate uh, society, the public, and it's a great opportunity for nurses, uh, some of us that want to be entrepreneurs to further our careers. So yeah, I, I find that like uh, fascinating because one, um, of course, like I went to nursing school in the 90s, so the cannabis clearly wasn't uh, part of the curriculum, but even now still teaching um, acute care nurse practitioner students, it's still not in the curriculum. And you know, it's really gone mainstream. Like when I go home and my dad's asking me about cannabis for his back pain and I'm like, yes. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Like it's just so, I'm just so far removed from it. And I don't even know where to send him. Uh, you know, like where do you find these people? So what do you think um, the gap is there? Like, I, I mean, how many, cannabis specialists are out there that can help versus like how many do we really need um i, I imagine it's going to be a huge gap but yes i think it's it it is going to be a huge gap i do agree uh with you on that and um but i have decided that i want to be one of the front runners in the industry um and i push um I'm really pushing um, forward with this. I do several different uh, methods of outreach. Uh, over the holidays, actually, I presented to a, um, it wasn't the actual training, but it was a presentation on cannabis uh, nursing um, to a, it was a church organization. And so that was primarily the older population. And, and I directly, link the information to chronic conditions, you know, some, you know, just like your dad, you know, where, where can they go? What can they do? 
Uh, first thing, of course, you know, you want to include your primary care physician because all physicians are not on board yet. Um, I started with asking my own providers, what are their views on it? What do they think about it? And, um, my provider um, that I see, um, I don't have to see him very often, but he is from um, Sri Lanka. And he gave me a very uh, interesting answer. And he said, well, it's been legal for years in my country, but you just don't hear about it here. Um, but you know, a lot of doctors, I think, are willing to have the conversation, but they need to be educated as well. Um, some of the networking that I did, you know, with providers, um, pharmacists, uh, other nurses, it is not um, taught in our nursing schools or pharmacy schools. So um, there's a lot of levels that the education uh, needs to take place on. Um, so how many of us, I, they will need a lot of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, do you see cannabis as replacing a lot of medical therapies that are out there or where do you see this going? I think it is because there's been, you know, there's been a lot of uh, recent um, talk in the news and, and bad publicity about pharmaceuticals, the pharmaceutical industry. Mm-hmm. So I think that in itself is, is a major driver for this type of education. People want to get off of all of these medications. Um, one of the duties that I do as a case manager is uh, med reconciliation. We review all the, the, um, the patient's medications and see what they're taking, what they're not taking. You do that immediately after they leave the hospital. Um, insurances are requiring that um, all of the um, accrediting bodies that oversee that is a requirement you have to do a med reconciliation you, know, you have to know what these patients are taking um, and medications are or is one of the main reasons why people end up in the hospital or are rehospitalized. so I think it's going to be huge because um, facilities are losing Medicare um, and insurance dollars because people are being admitted and readmitted. So I think they're going to kind of have to look at this um, as a possible option for folks to get off of some of these medicines or to help in managing some of these chronic conditions that they have that are very costly. Um, there's a lot of research coming out about different conditions that are very, very, very costly. Um, so it's my understanding that there's like hundreds of different strands of, of cannabis. Is, is that right? Um, it all comes from the cannabis plant. Um, and then you have the cannabinoids, which are the substances. Um, THC is a cannabinoid. CBD is a cannabinoid. So they're all a part of the cannabis plant. So basically, as far as a strain, that a lot of that comes in with the cultivators and the growers. And this is what's so unique about cannabis is based on the uh, desired outcome of the consumer, that's when they start putting together all these different strains. 
and the different strains come in with different cannabinoids. There's also other substances included in that plant, like the oils of the plant. Those are substances that are sometimes used in conjunction with the major cannabinoids to get a desired effect. So it it's, can be very involved and very individualized. Um, it can be really, really tailored um, to be patient specific. And that's why a lot of people like it. Um, just say, for instance, if you think of the oils in the cannabis plant to the equivalent of essential oils that we might put in a diffuser in our home, you know, we may want lavender to help us sleep. Um, those substances, they have some of the same functions. So, oh. if, so it, it's, that's kind of a simplified uh, way to explain it, but in yeah. nature, but it's like at some level, it, it kind of blows my mind and it, it almost kind of shuts me down in a way because like it's like, you know, to me, there's like one plant and then you discover that there's all these other elements in yeah. uh, like the cannabis plant. So when somebody says, what should I do or what cannabis plant or strand? I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So it's a lot of that's tied to the desired effect. Um, and then, you know, just like anything, there's different brands, there's companies and people that'll put their kind of their spin on things so that you see some different strains there. Um, but it, when you break it down, it's usually for a desired effect. Um, like you may have more THC, which is the part that um, gives you the high, I'll put it like that, or it has the sedative effects. CBD, it doesn't. Um, but you know, dosing—that's a whole, a whole nother. Um, you could talk for days about just dosing and different strains. Um, I actually put together a dosing guide um, that I um, review in my class, and the participants—they actually get a free copy of it. And it goes over the different ways you can take it. Um, and some of the different um, terrapins, they call it. And that's the essential oils, the oils of the cannabis plant. So um, it, it can be very, very involved. Um, but again, the, the, base, the simplified way is that all of these different substances can really be used to personalize it for that consumer. Yeah, and I think I think that's kind of like, um, you know, what's really exciting about it. And, you know, I know you have this cannabis nurse um, education course. So it's, are these things that you are able to go over and kind of like put them into some kind of structure? Because there's so much to know. And it, it's mind blowing to me that uh, patients are given a script for marijuana and aren't told any of this because like it's, it's so complicated. Yes, um, I actually, when I put together my course, my objectives, they align uh, directly with the standards that are put out there. Um, one being the American Cannabis Nurses Association. That's a, a nonprofit that is basically lobbying to have it recognized as a specialty. And you can join the organization and so forth. Um, they put out standards and then there's another nurses um, organization that put out standards. So I really researched those standards 
And basically what they say is if you're going to have a course of this type about cannabis, this is what you need to include. So my objectives align with that. And what I did with those objectives is I had a, um, or developed or designed a, it's about a, almost a 50 page course module that participants of the course get along with the, the dosing guide, it's about 40 pages. So those materials are given to the course participants. We go over them in class, they are theirs to keep, kind of like a working document. Um, and there's some other tools that I have um, that created and some I've um, found and tweaked that I use to kind of um, illustrate some points, you know, um, being an education major, you know, there's all different ways of learning <laughs> and retaining information. So I use them all. We do case studies, we do interactive, we do, um, uh, they, for my WebEx course, it's split into two, two consecutive days. So those folks, they may have a, a little assignment that they do. We build like a patient profile you know, for a patient that they have cared for that may or may not have been appropriate for cannabis. And we take them through an actual patient encounter. You know, if they were patient-facing, we take them through that encounter. Um, because one thing that I did not find when I was searching for a course was practical application of all this information. It's good, it's great information. Yes, we need to know it, but what do you do with it? That was a big deal for me because I just didn't see it. And so I include that in my courses uh, because I get that question a lot. Okay, once I take the class, what can I do? What mm -hmm. kind of job can I get? Or what kind of career, you know? So we actually spend a lot of time on the practical application piece of this information. We apply it to where they are in their careers, um, where they want to go with it, patient that, that patients that they encounter. Um, so it, I really tailor it to my audience. We start out kind of surveying and seeing where everybody's at. Um, where they and this, this course is, it's face-to-face -face, um, and there's also a, a WebEx component to it or there are two separate things? Uh, it's the same course. Uh, I am that present both. Um, I just found that the, the outreach was so big and because of the nurse compact, I live in a nurse compact state. So right now I concentrate on nurse compact states. So I travel to a number of those states. Um, and I'll be actually going to uh, Florida this weekend and Delaware in a few weeks. But um, that is a face-to-face -face eight hour course one day. And the WebEx option, I break it, it's a, uh, a weekend, and I do, we do three and a half hours, two consecutive days. But okay. I'm, you know, I'm present the whole time on the WebEx. It's still interactive. I use a platform to where they can, we can chat, um, we can use the whiteboard. You know, there's a lot of features in some of the, WebExes that you can use to where it's truly interactive. Um, I don't talk for <laughs> three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I 
really believe in active learning and getting what they can out of the course. Right, right. Um, and then you also have a train the trainer program, it looks like. How is that different? Okay, well, I have had, um, again, my passion is education. That's where my master's degree is in education. I love to teach. And the process that I went through to um, design and develop the course, develop the course materials, um, you know, and you want to monetize it, those things start early on, you know, with tailoring your information to your, you know, identifying your audience, um, the, the methods that you use to deliver the information. That is a uh, pretty involved process, it can be kind of overwhelming, but I actually, it's actually a workshop and the people that come in with information or their content they could be very close to having a training when they leave, you know, because I have a um, kind of like a course document that I've um, developed and we just talk about their information and where it applies and where it fits um, in the document. And basically they're building a course and the process to have something approved uh, through an organization, of course, you have to be able to research. It has to be credible. You have to have a committee that's reviewing your information before you can even um, submit it. Um, I had to be studying for a minimum of six months before I can even submit for an approval. A lot of people don't know that. You can't just say, here's this course. I want you to approve it. <laughs> you know, okay. I mean, you, yeah, you've got to have these um, your committee intact. They sign um, statements saying that they've reviewed this information. Um, they check everything, all of your resources, any materials that I give. They check all of that. So I actually walk people through that process because in marketing my course, I've had uh, tons of people to say, I want to do what you're doing. I've got these great ideas and I don't know what to do with them. Can you show me? So again, as the more I network and interact, you know, there's a lot of need out there. Um, so that's when I kind of put together the train the trainer course, because again, we're going to need a lot of educators. Um, I really, you know, um, you know, I really want to do my part to educate all that I can so so that's kind of how that that course um, and then the the medical cannabis education that you have for non-licensed professionals that's coming up this year it looks like is that the same as like how is that different from um, teaching nurses and medical professionals is well, it just educational or is it Yes. Um, again, that's come from networking. A lot of uh, non-licensed folks uh, want education. Now, a lot of the basic information on the cannabis plant, the cannabinoids, dosing information, a lot of that stuff is general or, or maybe that's not the best word, but a lot of that is things that you need to know no matter where you end up in the industry. Because the end result is that you want a product that's going to um, 
be helpful to consumers. I mean, that is the end goal for any cannabis industry profession. So you need to know this basic knowledge. And now I wouldn't go into the nursing care of with a person that doesn't have a license. Um, I actually um, have a a group, um, a cannabis industry group. And actually that group grew by about 200 people just over the weekend. Oh, well. (laughs) But um, it's for everybody. And so I've been doing some surveying and there's a lot of interest in a lot of different uh, industry uh, careers. Um, For instance, edibles, cultivation. um, There was another one. Um, Can't think of the other one, but that's where the interest is. Now, in all of my courses, it doesn't matter what I teach, I'm always gonna include the history of cannabis and basic information about the plant and legal and ethical. Everybody gets that. I mean, in my opinion, you can't separate that. I I will not separate it because you need to be um, able to look to see what your state is doing, to see what your state laws are. That's another big thing that I do in my class that I'm not sure happens in other courses. It may, I'm not sure. But I survey where my um, participants are from. Uh, last class, I uh, had Nevada, Illinois, and Indiana. And so there's some live resources that I use. We actually go and we look up their medical marijuana program. So they know exactly where to find it as they go out and practice. Oh, um, well. So there, there's a lot. Um, you know, we, I teach them how to search the bills that are in Congress. What's out there? You know, there's a lot of bills out there that people don't know about. Um, and I, I actually watch them because I want to know what my state's doing. Um, and everybody should because it dictates your practice. And that doesn't matter whether you're a nurse or not. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of information that anybody that's in the industry needs to know. And I also kind of done some networking and surveying. I actually went into some dispensaries, um, made some connections, and I just asked questions. I said, well, what do you want your consumers to know when they come in here? What do they not know? Um, And a lot of times the question is, well, they don't know much of anything. (laughs) You know, um, because like, like you said before, the doctor's just going to write something similar to okay for medical cannabis and they may put the condition. There's no dosing or anything. that, And a lot of times, just like now, nurses, in my opinion, are going to be the ones that are really educating um, so that these consumers can make educated choices and hopefully get the products you know, that they need. Um, and it's not just illegal or not. Um, a lot of people don't know that. Um, I'll, I'll just use my state for an example. Um, there's not, we're not very, um, 
I'll say progressed in some of the cannabis laws. However, there is one condition where you can be approved medically and it's one of the intractable epilepsies. A lot of people don't know that. So you have to look at um, your state MMP or medical marijuana program and see what conditions qualify. Um, There's some common ones that you see in several states, but um, you won't necessarily see every condition in every state. So again, that's very important um, you know, information that a lot of people just don't know. Yeah, and it seems like something that you don't want to go out and just do on your own. Like, <laughs> I would definitely want somebody to guide me through this process. <laughs> you should not. <laughs> it is tempting to self-study. You know, it, it is. Um, however, all information is not good information. Um, and there's so much. You know, there's a lot more now, even just... A year later that you have to kind of sift through and see what's good see what's not good um, some of it is biased you know um, so that's another um, thing I, I don't affiliate with any companies or products for one it's a conflict of interest but um, and I, I choose to be that way um, because I want to make sure the information is good information Mm -hmm. not, not biased um, so that folks have a good foundation. All right, Tiffany. So tell everybody where they can find out more, join your courses, do the train the trainer if they, they want to do that. And it looks like um, you have several courses that are, are coming up throughout um, the spring here. Um, so that's, that's awesome. But yeah, tell everybody where they can find you. Okay, well, um, I, uh, my website, um, and it's all lowercase, it's tk-solutions, with an S, dot org. Now, that is my uh, company website. Uh, you'll also see Kneeb Concepts. That is, I do business as uh, Kneeb Concepts because I do some other things under my company. So, we're one in the same. Um, but there you can see the course schedule, the face-to-face uh, -face and the online cannabis training. And you can register and uh, pay. It's, a, it's secure, it's all through PayPal. Um, you can do all of that on the website. The Train the Trainer course, I have not to date set a date for um, 2020. However, if anyone's interested in that, you can reach me through the website. Um, there's a contact page on my website as well. Um, that's kind of scheduled because it's, it's pretty, it can be pretty individualized. So um, I can do individual or group settings on that. Um, again, um, I kind of direct invoice for that. So just kind of reach out to me through the page there. Um, my email, uh, again, you can go through the contact page on the website and send me an email, or you can just email me at tksolutions2020 
2019 at yahoo.com. Uh, I am also on Instagram at Kanib, C-A-N-N-I-B, Nurse. And we also have a Facebook business page. And um, if you do Facebook, some people don't do Facebook. Um, and I think I shared those links with you. Um, but it's just my company name, TK Education and Consulting Solutions. And I am also on LinkedIn. If you can just search my name, Tiffany Nichols. And I have a Medical Cannabis Summit group on LinkedIn. It's a more of a focus group um, because everybody doesn't, you know, some people want to explore privately. You know, they're not sure yet. Um, they don't want a lot of distraction, but they still want to kind of explore. Mm -hmm. So you can join that group on LinkedIn. Uh, again, that's the cannabis, excuse me, the Medical Cannabis Industry Summit. And um, I also have a Facebook group with the same name, the Medical Cannabis Industry Summit. So it just really depends on what avenue of social media you use. I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Instagram, uh, Facebook. So, you know, I really want to reach uh, um, as many people as I can. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll put all the links in there so that everybody has them um, so they can go to their place of preference. <laughs> yeah. And I, I post the bio. I'm very transparent. All of my credentials, um, information from the American Holistic Nurses Association website. Uh, I am in their database. I can also be found through that website. If you go to their website and look up their trainings, I'm listed there. So um, plug my name in and uh, you should be able to find me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Uh, all right, Tiffany, well, thank you so much for sharing this with, with everybody. I think this is awesome. It's so needed and there's so many more nurses that need to get into this. Um, and your, your educational course would be perfect for them to, to uh, like a great starting point for them to jump off and, and take this to their, the next level. So thank, yes, you. I, I together. And thank you so much again for the opportunity. I'm really excited about it and passionate about it. So.